believing in what it is that you can do and delivering it. And once you start delivering it over and over and over again, you have those clients and you have those clients for life. And that's how you get recommendations and it just repeats and repeats and repeats. And you don't have to be a social butterfly to go to a networking event. All you need is to show up and have a smile on your face. I think a lot of doors honestly were open to me just because I did have a smile on my face and I was generally interested in hearing about people's stories. Welcome to the Leading Female Insider podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca. In today's episode, I had a chat with Rachel Konyan, founder and CEO of Careers on the Move. We talked about how she built her company on Wall Street at a very young age, how to reinvent yourself when times are tough, as well as her insights on networking. Rochelle created an award-winning boutique executive search firm, servicing some of the most prestigious employers in the world. Her clients range from Fortune 500 companies to niche service providers, as well as rapidly expanding new businesses. She is a member of numerous boards and president of the University at Albany Alumni Association Board of Directors. She provided her expertise on major television networks and leading publications such as CBS Evening News, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, Reuters, and she was the School of Business Commencement Speaker for 2018 at the University at Albany. If you're also interested in how to get hired on Wall Street, we talk about that in a separate episode just after this one. Hi, Rochelle. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Rebecca. I really appreciate you inviting me, and it is a very inspirational opportunity for me to be part of the Leading Female Insider podcast, so thank you so much. Thank you. So your story is so amazing and inspiring. You built a very successful company on Wall Street, which is an extremely competitive environment. So you also mentioned how networking is a very important part of how you built your company. So I'm very, very excited to be able to share your story with the listeners and to go behind the scenes and to hear about some of the things that you've learned along the way. So let's just dive in with the beginning. So how did you get started, Rochelle? Well, I first started my career on Wall Street, and that was a really exciting opportunity. The feel of Wall Street was wonderful. There was such a great amount of people from all different parts of the world, brilliant minds. So I had a great opportunity to work for a privately owned software development company where I built up a recruitment department from scratch. And I also was the director of sales and marketing for a financial information forum. And being that I was working for a small firm, I had an opportunity to see how a small firm was run. And we were experts in the market database. So I got to meet all types of wonderful people all across Wall Street, from the broker dealers, the exchange companies, the vendor companies. And I got a good understanding of the whole process of Wall Street. So that's really how I started. And then I became an entrepreneur five years after graduating from the University at Albany from their business program. And um, you mentioned that you had a successful career on Wall Street prior to starting your company. So can you talk a little bit about like the beginnings of your company? Like, how did you decide this is the right time for me? Like, can you talk about the beginnings? Well, it was a very brave move and something that I was really proud of. I was 
very, very young at the time. And at the time, it was 2000. I've had the company now for 20 years. And it was really unheard of. People didn't just go start their company. There wasn't studies of entrepreneurship at colleges. It was a very out-of-the-box type of situation. My Wall Street company that I was working for, it was going very well. I was learning a lot. I had a great career path. But I always thought maybe one day, hopefully, that I would be able to come up with something really exciting and an, a journey. And when I had kind of come to this idea of running my own business, it was really a light bulb moment for me. I know a lot of entrepreneurs don't have that moment, but I did. And when I saw that I had enough knowledge, I had the reputation that was respected in the industry, and I thought that I could make it a go. So I put a business plan together. At the time, I was dabbling in some professional acting and I had spoken to my casting director who I had known for many years. I was doing that uh, through my childhood. And she actually offered space uh, right in her office. So in the film center building and Maria Greco's casting office, we built careers on the move. And it was just so exciting. It was, it was so much fun. If you could imagine people coming in for interviews, Wall Street people in an entertainment building. It was colliding the entertainment world uh, with Wall Street. And it was just so much fun. We were able to go to so many network networking events all throughout New York City. In fact, many nights, most nights were spent out at different events, whether it was an entrepreneur networking group, whether it was something in the brokerage industry, happy hour, all types of places and places to learn. In New York, that's one of the greatest opportunities is in a place like Manhattan, they do so many great industry-related events, and you just have to show up and, and learn so much and, and meet people. Besides the, the beginnings, which you mentioned, fun experience for you, although starting a company can be also very stressful, and it's great to hear that you had a very positive experience, but talking about the difficulties, what difficulties did you face as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so we had to go through really tough economic cycles, right? And also difficult times in business. You know, one for us, the first one, which we shortly had opened the company being being 9-11. I mean, that's where all of our clients were. That's where our friends were. So that was really that was really hard. And then the landscape of business because of that tragedy also changed. So how did so, it change? And how did you overcome the, the difficulties there? Because that's indeed like a tragedy on so many levels and had a big impact on your business as well. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes in business, you almost have to go through reinvention. 90% of our clients were Wall Street clients. And then, as you know, so many businesses, some of them closed their doors. Some of them closed their offices. There was a lot of hiring that just stopped. It was frozen. So we had to find the pockets of places that were hiring. Some of them were easy to find because maybe a past client had joined this great new fintech company that was starting up. Some, was, some of it was more difficult to find, but whenever there's a tough time in business, it doesn't affect absolutely everything. You have to find the pockets and you have to cast your net wide. So 
your relationships are large. And when you're respected in an industry and you have relationships, there's different people that you can go to to maybe get some new business. Think of some more creative ways of getting your name out there. And we got through that, that cycle. We did come up with some great clients that were startups that were really fun to recruit for. Then, but we also then had to go through the financial crisis, which was in a short period of time. So that decade was just a lot of things that were going on. And there was, after the financial crisis, there was a whole nother shrinkage of the actual workforce. And you mentioned the waves and where the success will be, you know, different depending on where you are on your timeline. And so how long did it take for you from the start to sort of feel comfortable with the company that you felt that now you, you are stable, that you feel that you're in a very good place? Oh, that's a good question. Well, to be honest, when we first started, because the economy was really good at the time, things were immediate for us. Our phones were ringing the second we opened up the doors. So we were so fortunate. We started placing people at notable Wall Street companies absolutely immediately. But then we had to go through a really tough period soon after that with, with 9-11. And that's when it got hard. So getting through that period, but seeing that we were able to get through it, and it wasn't easy, but seeing that we were able to get through it, that definitely made us realize that, hey, we can get through difficult times. After going through those difficult periods, yeah, at that point, I knew we could do it. So what are your biggest learning from these difficulties? There's several things. One, just having laser focus, because you have to believe in your product. I always believed in the product and professionalism of Careers on the Move. And I knew that I could deliver what the client needed. And I knew my team was strong. I knew that we had the right setup and the organization to make this happen. So I knew when a company, even if they weren't doing well that year, for example, that I could find them that fantastic salesperson that would be doubling and tripling their sales in their office. I knew the return of investment and using somebody that knew the expertise of finding the best hire was going to reap so many rewards for that company. So that would probably be a, a good example, is knowing what you could provide, knowing your value added, believing in what it is that you can do, and delivering it. And once you start delivering it over and over and over again, you have those clients and you have those clients for life, and that's how you get recommendations and just repeats and repeats and repeats. And if you think back, do you have a decision that you had to make and that you can think back that had like a huge impact on where you are today? This could be personal, a business decision, anything that you believe was sort of a turning point or deciding factor or how your life turned out. I have to probably say professionally, the, the biggest decision was really having to leave Wall Street because... I definitely could have had a fantastic career there, and I was definitely lined up to do that. But I just have the entrepreneurial mindset, and that's just really the direction that I ultimately 
was suited to take. So I probably would say that would probably be the toughest decision that I had. So when you made that decision, you were still confident. It was a tough decision, but you were still confident you have to go through with it. I was definitely confident with the decision. And at the time in 2000, like business was great. So look, I was so young and business was good. If it didn't work, I would get hired from somebody quickly. So there wasn't in that mindset for me, there wasn't a whole lot of risk. That's a great point. And you mentioned that your laser focus and delivering and delivering repeatedly is very important. And what skills do you have that you believe was the most important to succeed? And how did you develop it? It would definitely be grit, perseverance, and resilience. And how you get them is probably the harder part of the question. (laughs) But I think for someone like myself, I always was that person and I got good guidance and good mentors in my life. As I mentioned before, I have acting roots. So you need to have a lot of perseverance and determination to work in an industry like that. So in building it for other people, it's maybe a little bit a little bit harder, but I think it has to start with believing in what it is that you can do and who you are. I know my parents were always extremely supportive of me and believing in what I could do and believing me in as a person. And so I guess it probably maybe starts from home and hopefully parents and mentors are, are giving those qualities to the people in their lives that they're letting them know that someone, someone sees potential and believes in them and, and great things can happen after that. And what advice do you have for those who are looking to build a business? Well, first of all, you definitely need an entrepreneurial mindset. So you have to make sure that that's you. It's not for everyone. So an entrepreneurial mindset, you have to be able to love creating something, have, have a passion for it, and again, believing in yourself because your results are going to differ from time to time. So you're going to have to rely on believing in your ability and whatever shakes out after, knowing that you did the, a good job and, and building from there. So one You have to know that there's going to be, as I say, waves. There's going to be good times. There's going to be bad times. You need to learn how to ride it. And you have to always keep keep that in mind. If someone's looking to open up a business and only seeing what's going to be fantastic, that's not really the right way to look at it. You have to really want to run the business, but be able to take everything that it's going to happen and and whatever could happen in the economy. You have to look at it as that's somewhere you want to go and you're going to be able to ride this path and take this journey to wherever you want to get. You've got to learn how to ride it. So that's really what I would say to somebody is making sure and understanding that it's a ride and it's a journey and coming up with a business plan that you think is going to work. And also knowing that you may need to change that business plan depending on a variety of factors. And now I I want to talk a little bit about Wall Street and networking and dive into that. So starting out with what is that people don't know about Wall Street that they should know? Who the woman trailblazers are of Wall Street. When I first started on Wall Street, 
I could go into a restaurant and be the only woman in the restaurant. There was not a lot of women. Very different and things have definitely opened up, but there was not many at all. And the, the women that were hired years before me, just amazing, amazing women. These women were smart. These women had so much ambition. They were worldly. And how they went from sometimes junior jobs to running a company to getting to executive management and understanding what their journeys were. If people could see the lens that I saw as a young person in meeting these women, I think they would have a different feel all about Wall Street. How did you meet them? Like, can you talk about best practices in networking and sort of how do you how do you make the contact? How do you you know, keep track if you're meeting a lot of people as well. So can you talk uh, about that? Um, well, one of the things that was fantastic at that time frame too, was there was always lots of industry shows. So they had lots of securities industry events and parties. We used to go to all of them. So you just really had a great opportunity to meet a lot of people. So I always, always, always went to all those type of events. And there are also a lot of great women networking events out there. So you have opportunities to meet women and young professional groups. And then women, they definitely have a bond and you get invited out for dinners to meet other amazing women. And it just kind of goes from there, but they're putting a lot more efforts right now in women networking events and opportunities. And, you know, I can, I remember the women that helped us when we started our business and who were some of our first clients and who gave us advice on how to set up our company and gave us great recommendations of finding the right vendors to support us. And when I remember when we gave our thank yous, I remember coming back with, Are you kidding me? I, that's just my, my duty to support another woman. I'm so excited what you ladies are doing right now. So it was kind of a, a code that, you know, you go and help out the other women in business. And I, I think that's an important thing because everyone knew that their, their journey was, was different and, and it was definitely harder. I love this story. And what advice do you have for those that are not as comfortable with networking? I would suggest going to some alumni events and you don't have to be a social butterfly to go to a networking event. All you need is to show up and have a smile on your face. That's it. That's all you need to do. And I think I happen to love meeting people and I'm so interested in people's stories. I think a lot of doors honestly were open to me just because I did have a smile on my face and I was generally interested and hearing about people's stories. And at that point, you just start building relationship. But that was just who I was. And I, I assured people, if they just go and, and show up, that they too can, can start to make those relationships. And it doesn't always have to be something formal. For example, like a, a friend of yours invites you out for dinner. Well, they're going to invite other friends. Just start and just go. Show up. And Maybe right now, for example, we're in the middle of, of a pandemic. There are opportunities to zoom into networking events. And if that helps you to start, then take that opportunity. But you definitely 
you definitely need to do that do it it's really really important for your career but you will really enjoy it because you will make great connections you will make friends and you will build relationships that could present new possibilities for you down the road. As you mentioned, you have a, a wide network. So how do you keep up with that? Well, it is definitely a lot to keep up with, but we try our best. So you always have to say your hellos to your clients and you got to always remember that because you have a lot of jobs on your plate that you need to fill for. But there's also other things that are out there. So trying to make your hellos. I happen to do a lot with my university with going to different events with them. And that actually has been a good source of people that we've placed at firms and also even some clients. So that's obviously a great way because you get to meet a lot of people at once, whether you're going back for homecoming or going to a basketball game or a lecture so those are always great, great opportunities of whatever organizations that you can get yourself involved with and being there. Also, social media, just so people can hear about the things that are going on with your company, with your firm, with yourself, making time to have lunch with people. You definitely, you need to carve out the time and it's definitely not the easiest thing because I know people's schedules are busy but it really is an important aspect of relationship building and then also just enjoyment of what you're doing, right? The more you can focus on being with the people, the more you're going to enjoy your actual function. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned there are a lot of events now going virtual as well. Like, How do you see that COVID is impacting all the networking yeah, it's definitely a transformation that's going on, but I have to say they're doing a, a good job on a lot of fronts. So I'm seeing quite a few Zoom opportunities that are coming out. It's an easier way of doing it, right? It's much more cost effective. People just need to tune in. They don't have to travel. So yeah, of course, it's not the same as being in person, but it definitely has its benefits as well. You know, so some of the Zoom calls that I've been on have had people, you know, even in different countries or all throughout the country that maybe never would have made it to a place like New York City because it would be too far. But all they had to do was turn on their computer to come to the event. So it actually opens up more opportunity and also time-wise because, you know, traveling to go to some of these things is just timely and expensive. You might not have it, but everybody has access on their computer. So I think in the future, they're going to do both. And I think everyone should participate in both because you're going to have more opportunity to network. And there's going to be opportunities that you can do right from your computer that would not have been available to you before. So I'm really hoping that this takes us to another, you know, period of time where we can do networking for from anywhere. I completely agree with that. Definitely. It's opening up the possibility to attend events that you otherwise wouldn't able to attend. And what tips do you have for sort of making the most out of these Zoom calls and Zoom networking events? I think follow-up, that's seems to be a problem that people that don't understand the sales cycle, you can have a great meeting and you can give a great pitch or it could just be a great conversation that you have absolutely no idea 
if you're going to speak to that person again, if you're going to bump into them, whatever it is, but actually following up. I can give even an example. Every year we would have an anniversary party in the beginning years of Careers on the Moon. Someone from my alma mater, who graduated from the University of Albany Business School, who I didn't know, but got invited to come to our event. He handed me his card and he thanked me for the invitation getting extended him through somebody else to come. And he said, look, you know, congratulations on the success of your company. I know that you recruit a lot in these different industries, but our industry, the valuation industry, we need a good recruiter. I will, will teach you what you need to know about our business so you can recruit, but I would really think we could use someone like you to help with our firm. And he gave me his card and he looked at me and he said, promise me that you will call. And I looked at him and said, yes, I will absolutely call you. So I did. I followed up with the, with the call. I could have made a bunch of excuses of why not to make that phone call because I don't know about his industry. I hadn't known anything about his industry before. And that wasn't like our other clients. And, and maybe, maybe that request wasn't genuine. I could have come up with a million excuses of why not to make that call. But I did make that call. And years later, that is one of the biggest areas of our entire business right now. And that client, which we've had for many years, has been our biggest client for many, many years. And we have been, you know, a key player in that industry for recruiting. And that firm now is one of the top rated firms over and over again in the country. And we have been responsible for placing professionals for that firm for many years and probably upwards of 15% of their staff. You got to take the initiative and, and if somebody comes to you and gives you a request, don't second question it, <laughs> right? Make the <laughs> phone call and follow up. Yeah, exactly. Take the chances. So you're extremely accomplished and you, you were leading your company through a very tough time as well. So what are you most proud of? Well, thank you very much. When you're a business owner, it's hard to even see yourself like that because you're always just trying to get to the next step. And that's the reality is you, you only see yourself as, as trying to get somewhere to the next step. So I probably would say for myself, what I'm most proud about would be getting through the harder times and being able to believe in what it was we were trying to accomplish and what value that we were trying to provide, even when the rest of the world seemed so chaotic and it seemed hard to see the bigger picture, but being able to visualize the bigger picture. So it's not always what you see on a spreadsheet. It's not always about what your balance statement is. It's about what it is that you do and what it is that you provide. What is it that you contributed? Lives that you have helped change. So I think I'm most proud of being able to see the big picture during difficult times and being able to create a lot of success stories for people and being integral in their careers and helping them to see different places and opportunities as well. So I think that's would probably what I say is, you know, take the time out to, to take a, a chance on yourself. And sometimes 
think about how you can contribute back. And what does success mean to you? To me, success is bringing up the greater good and being able to find personal fulfillment while doing it. That would probably be how I can most accurately describe it. But at the end of the day, you should be happy with your decision and hope that the decisions that you have made will enable other people to be more successful and help bring them up as well. So that's really what I would say in my lens, what success is. And with all the things that are going on in your life, you know, you're very, very busy. So how do you take care of yourself? You know, besides being an entrepreneur, I'm a mom and a wife. So I have the opportunity to enjoy a lot of family time. We're at a lot of soccer games and lacrosse games and dance recitals. And right now it's a little quiet with what's going on in the pandemic, which has been a little different. But I would say taking that time to be with family. We also travel a lot. We have family all throughout the country, all over the world. We go to Europe quite often and taking those times out to have a special relaxing retreat with people that you love. Our getaway is in the Basque country. I also think it's important to get a little bit of outside air every day, go outside and enjoy nature and, and reflect. Uh, I love to go for a walk. I exercise every day. And I think that's important as well to taking care of yourself and eating healthy. I do all those things. I have a, a good regimen with, with all of that. But I also think it's important to your well-being and being able to connect with people as much as you can and having the opportunity to pick up that phone and maybe call one of your best gal friends and, and have a great conversation. And that always sits close to my heart and I always do take the time out to as busy as a schedule that I have to be with those that I love. See, it's definitely a very good way to taking care of yourself. Richelle, thank you so much for taking the time. It was a pleasure talking to you and, you know, hear your insights. Uh, I've learned a lot and I'm sure others did too. So thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate it, Rebecca. It was fantastic to be able to speak with you today. I wish all the people that are listening much success and know that there are women before them that have carved out a path and hopefully can take them to the next steps in their careers and provide guidance along the way. I hope that you liked this episode. If so, please remember to follow, subscribe, and read the podcast. Tune in to the next episode to hear about how to get hired on Wall Street. Also, for more inspiration and updates, you can find Leading Female Insider on LinkedIn and Instagram. Would you like to be interviewed or do you know someone who would want to come on the podcast? please reach out to leadingfemaleinsider at gmail.com. I appreciate that and thank you for listening.